Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Game bang. 
and happy Tuesday, everybody. I want to say thank you for joining us. We've got a super informative but super fun show planned for you guys. I want to say what's up to everybody that's joining me live. Um, What's up to everybody joining us on the phones. As always, you can join us with your comments on tonight's topics, all of the topics, at 929-477-2304. Press the dial. Press the number one to let us know you'd like to join us on air with your comments, and uh, you can get in on the conversation. So without further ado, I'd like to go ahead and intro our co-host, my awesome co-host this evening, Kels. How you doing, sis? Hey, girl. Hey. Hi. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing great over here, chilling with my little peeps on my live. Got a couple of hey, family hey. members playing, so... We over here ready to get into it. <laughs> good, good, good. Well, welcome to everybody joining. If you're new, we definitely appreciate you. If you're returning, welcome back. Gwen, how you doing, honey? <clears throat> I am doing well. How you doing tonight, ladies? Y'all doing good? Yep, yep, doing good. Real good. Mm-hmm. Good to be here. Good to fun on another Tuesday. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about tonight's show. Very interesting topic. Shout out, shout out to you, to Uni Uni for the, for this topic tonight because uh, she inspired this one. So <laughs> good list now. Y'all know what mm-hmm. about this. Yeah. No, you're not quite there yet. You haven't quite had to experience this one yet. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to it. I will be honest. I am not looking forward to this talk. When I have to be, I think this. the combo will help you guys. You got some good info coming to you to help you along the way. Yeah. All right. So I know you guys are anxious to figure out what we're talking about. You probably saw the teaser, but hold on tight. We got some hot news for you and hot topics before we get to that. Um, so, Wim, I'm go ahead and let you get going with the news. For the good people. All right. Yeah, definitely. So in the news tonight, before we let me jump into the news again, as Q said, tonight, if you have any at any point in the show, you got a comment or a question, either put it on our live or one of our lives or call in to 929-477-2304 and press the number one. 929-477-2304 and press the number one. That way we can uh, hear your comment. All right. So tonight in the news, a um, couple of things. So you guys know that uh, last week um, Colin Kaepernick and Nike uh, Nike decided to use Colin Kaepernick as a spokesperson for his 30th anniversary um, ad, and there was all types of backlash. Well, this week one of the backlashes that happened was um, the mayor of Kenner, Louisiana, uh, Mayor Ben Zod, he ordered, he's, uh, he put an order in place barring Nike purchases for booster clubs. Um, and because of that, there was a public outcry from uh, residents and local leaders uh, Monday night, along with demurring, according to, the, according to the article, demurring from some members of the Kenner City Classic or Council, excuse me. A crowd packed the gym at Susan Park Playground on Veterans Memorial Boulevard on Monday night to denounce the mayor's order, which prohibits city use, um, city booster clubs from purchasing Nike, Nike merchandise 
from use at Kenwood Recreation Facilities. Among them, this is where elected officials uh, and Cam Jordan, who is a um, member of the New Orleans Saints. So um, the town, a lot of it came together, said that, listen, um, they felt like that he was strictly doing this to divide the, the people in the area uh, and that they disagreed. And some people even asked, was it even legal for him uh, to do this? Um, but he says, under no circumstances will Nike products or any product with the Nike logo be purchased for use or delivered at any city of Canada recreation facility, uh, is what he said in his memo. He also says uh, that Nike's message of inclusion and encouragement for everyone to be their best uh, and big dreams, he encourages that, but he denounces the company's campaign featuring Kaepernick accusing Nike of choosing to promote and sell political message uh, in his deal to sell shoes. So, ladies, let me see what you all think about it. Kels, what, what's, your, what's your thoughts on this one? Uh, I think it's a bunch of bull. Um, yeah. To me, if you were, if you were uh, serious about not wanting to mix politics with you know, what do you say, taxpayers, dollars, yeah. Yeah, and then put it to stay neutral. So, yeah, I, I don't buy that whole, oh, I'm trying to stop for my taxpayers' dollars. No, you have a hidden agenda. You don't like it that uh, what, you know, Colin is doing and, and you think he's wrong for it, so you don't want to support Nike. Like, right. Yeah, people are going to buy the yep. whether you from the booster club or not. So, Taking a stand to me is more political than just saying neutral and not saying anything at all. So yeah, I'm not buying his argument at all. I think he uh, he has a hidden, you know, agenda of his own for yeah. for trying to for canceling those countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Q. Yeah, his rationale for um, outlawing Nike is is fake news. Like, this whole wanting them to get better rates and all that, like, no. If any, like, leave them alone. If you can determine from one way or the other that they're being overcharged by Nike or getting a worse deal than they would from someone else, then maybe. But that's not even an issue that they had. Had they not taken this stance, um, you would have been just fine with Nike sponsoring your team. So why is it an issue now? Um, Anybody... Any type of critical thinking skills can see through that and recognize that this is exactly what um, Kel said. This was it's 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 a cop out. You know what I mean? And he and it's very political. He took an absolute political stance on behalf of the children, and it failed. This is this is an absolute fail. Not here for it. Leave them babies alone. Yeah. Let them get their little sponsorship and let them be great. Right. Yeah. The other the other the other city council. If you read the article. Um, the other city council, one of the other city council members, actually most of them um, said nothing. And one of them even says, listen, I don't care if it's Nike or whatever it is. I just want the best deal. Now, I can understand. I, I, would, I even read a little bit to that comment because he refused. The article says he refused to take a position, but then said, I just want the best deal, which to me, you know, in some instances, they say no position means you just took a position. So I think, you know, at least, but at least, you know, he tried to, you know, present it as he outright. He wasn't trying to outright hate. So, I don't know. It's interesting. I'm, I'm going to continue to pay attention to this and see what they do because uh, yeah. 
you know, this is not the only city. They're not. This not, isn't the only city or store or business that's doing this. So. Mm-hmm. There will be more. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, it's gonna keep going. But hey, as of today, Nike shares are up to eighty-two dollars a share. So hey, okay. It's fucking boom. Do what you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do what you do. Uh, second story. Um, this is a bad one, actually. Um, so we all know, or hopefully we do know, that this uh, past weekend there was uh, a young man um, who was killed. Yeah, so a Dallas police officer um, entered the wrong apartment um, and shot a young man, yeah, a young black man. Uh, and so there's a lot coming out about this. You know, she went to the wrong place. He went. It's a lot. There's a whole lot to this story. Let's just put it like that. Um, so this article um, by CNN talks about um, really that there's only at this point there's only not a whole lot that we know. Um, but let me just read it. Um, it says that there are far more questions and answers about the September 6th shooting um, at an apartment complex in Dallas, Texas. Um, what little we do know is unquestionably tragic and heartbreaking. Um, it's also beyond dispute that. A white officer killed an unarmed black man, yet we do not know nearly enough to conclude or speculate as a flood of news stories and tweets do. This is a sh- um, uh, that this shooting was motivated by racial profiling. None of us have yet to know if there's evidence that the shooting would dictate that uh, we were added to the obscene troll racial profiling takes in America. In many ways, it almost doesn't matter because the, um, the trust that should exist between police officers, white and black, and the communities of colors they serve is diminished or entirely absent. Um, so, yeah, this one, it's a lot going on with this one. I mean, she walked into the wrong apartment, but the way to get into their apartment, she needed a key fob. Now they're saying the door was open, and that's how she got in, and it was dark. So he looked like an intruder in the dark. She, you know, it. You know, then it was they were dating. Well, okay, no, they weren't dating. Um, it's just a lot of different narratives being put forward um, in this in this story, and it's it's really mm-hmm. sad. And I'm um yeah. And so she has, she has been charged with manslaughter, according to the story. She was charged with manslaughter, released off three hundred thousand dollar bond. Um, and yeah. Q, what's your what's your thoughts on this? What's your thoughts? Uh. This is sickening. Um, yay for her being charged, I guess. Um, yeah, no, I'll take that. I'm glad that she was charged with manslaughter. But it just baffles me that this story has had so many. It's Tuesday, and we have heard how many different versions of this story. How many different versions that are, you know, that how many different details have surfaced at different points in time throughout the. The revelation, we've seen people in the neighbor I mean, in the same building taking pictures of their doors where there's no way yeah. that, you know, there could have been a door jar and all this. Like, come the, mm, on. Like, if, if yeah. there's any way she has any level of credibility credibility left at this point as far as the police and her, all of this is concerned, like, throw the whole system away. It should have been taken out a long, long time ago. But, like, this is, like, it's, this is crazy. You know, it's, I'm not here for it at all. I don't believe her, and I, I just, I don't. I don't. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what you think? I mean, I'm 
still trying to figure out how you how she get in his apartment. Right. Yeah. How yeah. did she get That's, in his apartment? I mean, how did you get mixed up <laughs> into somebody else's apartment and then you shoot the person that really lives there? Like I I I hope the real story comes out because I'm I'm not buying that you just happen to wander into somebody else's apartment. Like did you break into his apartment? Was his door open and you just stumbled mm-hmm. in? I, that's what I don't. Yeah. That's what I kept trying to find today. I'm like, how did she get into his apartment? Yeah. yeah. Cause, cause the current story. The current story. Yeah. Now it's even though the five sister. Even though you do have to have a five, his door was partially open, or you know, like so when she stuck her five in and, and was struggling to get it, she was like, she pushed and it was open. And I'm like, and then they show a video today. Someone mm-hmm. posted a video who lives in the apartment building. I don't know if y'all saw that. Of how those doors shut in that apartment complex, and it's like, well, if the door shuts like that, there's no way, in, you know, unless he put propped it open. How did she get in? Yeah, I'm not behind it. No, no, nothing about it makes sense. Like nothing about this makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like I mean, you hear now, I can't really get into somebody's car by accident. You know how you go to somebody's car that looks like yours, but a whole yeah. apartment, yeah. a whole apartment. I'm not buying that. Yeah. I th- you know, I think what concerns me the most about this is is that on one end we on one end we're seeing this as because I had to ask myself this question and I had this in the conversation, if this was not in this current climate that we have right now, and this wasn't a white woman and a black man or a white person, a black person, you know, a white person killing a black person, would we slow down enough to try to, you know, to try to find out what really happened like we are? Would we see, you know, how would this be taken in that context, A, and B, would we be seeing so much, um, so much. I don't want to use the word cover up, but to me, it almost seems as this like we're being given all of this information for the purpose of confusing us, so everybody can just move on to something else. Like, would we would we get this same type of thing if we were in a different like? Would there really is there and is there going to be any real justice for this young man? Because uh, I mean, for all all we've heard and seen. I mean, he's been a, a great a great young man, had a good job, didn't bother anybody, you know. Was, you know, so what, I don't know. It's concern, well, on, it's my, on my live, on my live, uh, Aline was saying that there was a, that there was a video posted that they used to date and that there's another video or two witnesses recorded her banging on his door to let her in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. the plot changes. Like, I, I kept saying, there's no way they didn't know each other just wandered into somebody else's apartment and you startled and shot them. Like, come on. That I just mm. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that I, I heard that I heard that too, but then I heard they weren't they they never did they um so again we just don't know. Like we don't really know. Which goes to my oh, narrative of are we being told all of this to information know. so we'll what'd you say, Kel? I don't think they knew each other. Do I think they knew each other? Yeah. Oh, 
I, I honestly, my honest, my, I think my, what my gut says, my gut says they knew each other, and and there was more to this story. Yeah, but that's what my gut says. But I'm just saying that I think that we've been, we're purposely being given all of this information to get us to the point where it's confusing us, and we just were like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, so I it, believe that too. Yeah, I can see that side, but. I think this is going to end up a lot like that baby in Atlanta that was rolled up in that mat, in those mats, that we heard all kinds of different stories. We had video and then nothing. Like the baby who walked into the freezer and mysteriously, you know, we never know how she got freezered out. Like, it's always a mystery. (laughs) It's always a mystery. You know, no one can really know. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing happens in the family's left for her. Yeah, so that's exactly that's, I agree. But I, I, I still agree. understand even if even if her the the police officer's story was true, how do you make a mistake and go to somebody else's apartment and you shoot them? You should have got shot. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's yeah. That's my right. yeah. You should have been shot. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Yeah. 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 She protected. Look, I'm gonna tell y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all what my gut saying. My gut saying that she thought about that. She premeditated. She broke into his apartment and shot her ex boyfriend. I'm just gonna tell y'all. So when it come out, y'all know Kel said it first. I'm just saying. That's, that's what you. That's what you think. <laughs> that's what I think. That's what my gut okay. is telling me. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't think you're wrong. I don't necessarily think you're wrong. I don't know. Yeah. I, I do think they know each other. I definitely think they know each other. Yeah, I do. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, last story and probably the most, I don't know, well, I don't even say most controversial, but just as controversial. Um, this past weekend, Sunday. Sunday, yeah, so Sunday, U.S. Open Finals, Serena Williams versus Naomi uh, Osaka. First set, Serena goes down with a good six-two. Second set, Serena's up, <laughs> and somewhere along the line, the judge issues her a violation. The chair, chair judge issues her a violation because he says she's being coached. Um, they have an exchange. Serena goes on about her business. She loses a point. Slams down a racket, which is a violation. She then loses that point. Um, Serena then, you know, says, uh-huh. hey, you know, what's going on? Because she doesn't understand um, what's going on. And then her and the judge get into it. She then tells him how she feels. And mm-hmm. <laughs> in the process of that, she gets ready to walk away. Um and then she loses a point. She loses goes from losing a game, getting a, a violation, to losing a game, to now she loses a point. And yeah, she, of course, called, yeah, it was yeah. it was it was bad. It was bad. So she loses. Um, yeah. Um, so Osaka Naomi Osaka wins. The rest of it wins her first U.S. Open as as a twenty um, year old woman. Says that. You know, this is her her dream. She's coached by one of Serena's former um, hitting partners. Um, that she's mm. trained really to beat to beat um, Serena. That's you know, and 
it's been a mess. So this has been, I don't even know how to describe this one. This is this has been a mess. This one's yeah. been a mess. So let's 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 get into it. So Q, what's your what's your first thoughts on this one? Um, now being a parent of an athlete now, um, I was so irritated by this story. Um I I've seen videos after videos after videos where there are now mashups of how male um tennis players have shown their entire ass on court during tournaments. You know, talk crazy, told folks they never work again, they never, you know, officiate whatever they call umpire whatever they're called in tennis. You know, all crazy stuff. And because to me this was this was all the isms, racism, sexism, you know, throw some all other stuff in there. You know what I mean? Rigging athleticism, <laughs> all the other ones. Like it, it just seems crazy to me. And I'm real, and I really feel sorry for Osaka because before they had this match, people were asking her how she felt going up against the ring. All she was saying was, "I love you." Like this baby idolizes her, and she got out there, and you know, we'll never know if her talent is what really beat no, three or it's stupid umpire or whatever they call it. I'm going to call them refs because that's what I'm the most uh, familiar with. Yeah. You know, this dude is now doing whatever it is he's doing that's now robbed her of that opportunity of actually beating her or giving a damn good effort at beating her. You know, now it's going to be forever tainted by this mess. So on top of it being just ridiculous, now we have robbed her of what may never happen again. Because who's to say at that rematch if she's going to get an opportunity to win? And Serena was still grown and gracious and queen-like when they got up there in front of all the cameras and she knew what was getting ready to happen. She knew that she had now become the story and not Osaka. She still tried to redirect that. And we're still talking about her versus Osaka winning and making his, you know, making history as far as um, she was concerned. So this this is just bad business all the way around. All the way around. I I hate this for both of them, honestly. Yeah. Yep. I mean, what I don't like is that anytime Serena had, like she said, anytime that she at that specific um, uh, what do you call it, uh, tournament, there's um, always mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. try to make her out to be like this, just this bad you know, angry person, which the way she reacted a lot, like she said, a lot of men react. I don't watch tennis all the time, but my family is very much in the tennis, so I catch it. And I've seen the doll and Frederick. I've seen them act the on the court before. Mm-hmm. And I've seen them get angry. Yep. I've seen them tear up or act it. And it hasn't yep. made, you know, it hasn't made as much of a ruckus, but I just feel like they try to make, make it be a big deal about Serena, like they try to make her, they try to find some way to make her look bad all the time. And the editorial cartoons and things like that that I saw after the fact were disrespectful. I thought they were racist. Uh, I didn't like the way they depicted her, like her caricature. They made her look, you know, really angry and, and distorted. And, you know, I just think, like you said, it was, it was the wrong time to take away from, you know, Osaka, the young lady that made history for her country. Um, but I, I do, I, I'm glad that Selena did end it. You know, she tried to end it well, tried to, you know, bring it back around to make sure everybody celebrated. 
Oh, Doctor. But the crowd, evidently, the crowd was rocking with Serena, the people that were there, because they oh, were yeah. booing. And, they were. And all of they that. Were. So, I mean, yeah, I just, I, I, I don't like that, that they, anytime there's some kind of disgruntlement or some kind of, you know, action with Serena, they try to make it be so big. They just try to find any kind of way no. to discount her um, and what she, and you know, what she is. But, so let me, you know, let me, let me ask you both a question. Let me, I'm sorry, Kevin. Let me cut you off. I thought you were oh, no, uh, Let me ask you okay. both this question. So was Serena, I mean, so was she wrong? Was she, I mean, was her reaction wrong? Was her, what's, what's your, I mean, what's your, what's your thoughts? Now, on the coaching thing, I don't know. Because her coach was like, yeah, he was coaching. So, yeah, exactly. he, you know, that, okay, I can see them. But a lot of people were saying that they thought he was being a little bit more strict than, you know, than what usually occurs when that type of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. So, that could have mm-hmm. been her warning. And then maybe the racket, if he's going to be strict, could have been the, the – um, you know, the next step so that it didn't have to be, I feel like it was kind of inflated. You know, she probably, okay. the whole coaching thing probably shouldn't have happened, but if she don't see him, if she don't see him, I, I don't even understand that rule. But if you, if your coach is coaching you, but you're not looking at him, I mean, I, I don't understand that rule. So. Right. Yeah. That's my question too, especially after he came out and said that he was actually coaching her. I wanted the mm. same thing when I saw the distance from her to him and the seat. You know, they're not – it's not like on in basketball, I don't, it didn't appear, where they're, like, right there. How would she have even yeah. – you focusing on him to even catch the signal that he's attempting to throw, you know? It's, so, for that, she, yes, there's, yeah, there's a rule against it, cool. You know, yes, she was wrong yeah. for that, and we should have gotten a penalty. Yeah. But at some point, it seems kind of petty, yeah. you know. It, it seems not kind of. It seems very petty, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, here, here's – I was – I, my initial response was, I thought, okay, they were picking on her. This is their, and then I, and then I, I found these numbers, and so I'm gonna throw these into the pot. At this year's okay. U.S. at this year's U.S. Open, 26 men were fined for code violations, while 10 women were fined for code violations. 14 mm. men had racket violations. Wait, sorry, say one, the first one. Uh, 26 men were fined for code violations, and 10 women were fined for code violations. Okay. 14, 14 men were given racket violations, so for breaking their racket. Five women were given racket violations. For audible obscenity, cussing, cussing out and stuff like that, three men were given, were given penalties, three women. Five men were fined for time delays, and zero women were fined for time delays. Four men were charged with with, um, unsportsmanlike conduct, and one woman was charged with unsportsmanlike conduct. Two women were charged with um, in-court coaching, and zero men were charged with uh, with, um, on-court coaching. Mm. So when I read those, I thought, that's interesting. Now, I will say, to those numbers, okay, that that does to me paint a different picture. I will say none of those 
well, not all of those were not in the finals. In the finals, there's definitely got to be some different, you know, I do think that the first time he should have given her a warning, which in most instances from what I read is what they'll do. They'll give you a warning first and then they go Mm -hmm. to, they'll go to that. Um, So I do think that because it was the final, she definitely should have gotten that. But it does change the narrative for me that women are being treated differently. When in most of these instances, men got more or the same fines or points taken off than than the men, than the women, excuse me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that definitely definitely changed a little bit. Serena might have caught a slide a slide of uh, calls in, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I think he was those. Yeah, when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, hmm, okay." Again, I do mm-hmm. think that, like I said, I don't think he handled this this particular umpire handled it the best. I do think you know she does have a history of having problems there, so I take all that. But most to me is again, this is the finals. So for both of these ladies, I mean, any sport in the finals of a of a game, there's usually a lot more leniency. In football, basketball, baseball, and in the finals, there's usually more leniency given because you understand that this um, this game means more. So you're going to see more emotion. You're going to see more um, anger. You're going to see more, you know, whatever. So just I don't know. Just I don't know. Made me think a little bit more about it. Yeah. Perspective. <laughs> Yeah. Again, not to say that he wasn't. We don't know, but again, it's just it's different perspective. So, yeah, we'll keep it up. But I'm I I I'm proud of Naomi. Now, we'll, even though we don't have time, I'm also gonna throw this because I know we gotta go. I'm gonna throw this out there that they were bogus for how they uh, all of a sudden changed the how from her being um, a, a, a Haitian. A, she went from being a Haitian Japanese <laughs> to now she's a Japanese. I just want to throw that out there because I know that was wrong. Yeah, I was bogus for that. Um, give her, give her daddy yeah, his props. <laughs> yeah, her dad's Haitian, her mom's Japanese. Give her her props. Give both of them her props. So, all right, that's time. This segment was brought to you by um, the Money Mentor. Um, so we are. So again, if you have any questions or any any needs to get your repair your credit um, or to um, pay your credit, retire a millionaire or to how to um, how to just budget, then you can uh, email me at themoneymentor1 at gmail.com and get you signed up for one of our courses. All right, this first song for the night is called uh, Marvelous by Youngster. And then after this, we'll be back with our hot topic. You definitely want to stick around for this um, after this song. Again, this song is Marvelous by Youngster. We'll be right back after this. Hit seventh grade, you already know. First 
stay in school. Everybody rocking new kicks, new fits. He was in the same old kicks. Yeah, he was feeling down, but what he didn't know, it was something that he had the other kids was wishing for. OGs would tell him keep his head in the head. But something seemed so cool about hanging with kids. Plus the chicks was on him, started giving him money. So we started skipping school, started breaking all the rules. Didn't really know he had his life on the line. He didn't have to do too much, cause he already shines. Man, he was just a little youngster Caught up in the fast lane Trying to make a cash rain Cause that was all that he knew Everybody else with it So we doing it too He was just a little youngster Caught up in the fast lane Trying to make a cash rain Cause that was all that he knew Did his best to make it do what it do Make it do what it do Now we in high school He ain't letting nothing slide Grandma praying for him Homeboys waiting on him Now they start to hating on him Cause he got his money up 11th grade came He addicted to the game Still go to church though Making sure his mama eat Contemplating dropping out College is the other route But he let it kicking And his big bro was balling out If he talk about leaving the hood His homies call him out Damn Starting to see it ain't no joke He don't wanna be stuck in the hood bro so we try to do it both, school and sell dope Sometimes he just find it hard to cope, cope But he made it through, graduated with the crowd He loved it cause it made his mama proud But what he didn't know is that would be his last night They smoked him at the party cause he shined too bright Man, he was just a little youngster Caught up in the fast lane, trying to make a cash rain Cause that was all that he knew Everybody else with it, so we doing it too he was just a little youngster, caught up in the fast lane, trying to make the cash rain. Cause that was all that he knew, did his best to make it do what it do, make it do what it do. you know, 
And Corey says stuff like that all the time. So I'm not shocked that it, you know, that he said it. But, you know, what do you think about it? I'm not shocked that Corey said it either. Um, so I'm going to act like Corey didn't say it and like it's someone who I'm not used to shocked about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think it's insane for a woman to believe that all men do cheat. Um, I don't agree with this. Um, just like I think it's insane for a man to believe that all women are gold diggers. You know what I'm saying? So, no, I do not agree with this at all. <laughs> no, I, I I just don't. I know too many good men who value faithfulness and being honest and not having to, basically at the core of it, not having to deal with a lot of the dumb stuff that is surrounded with cheating and doing all that extra. So, no, I don't agree with it. What about you, Wayne? No, I don't. I don't agree with Corey on this one at all. I think. I think it's. it's no, I don't. I don't agree with them all. I think that at a, you know, I could understand if he was talking about you know, young dudes and even maybe you know, immature dudes. But no, there's no. No, I don't agree. Nope. Yep. But I, so but I'm gonna say this as a man. As a man, okay. I'm gonna say this though. I appreciate. I appreciate. I somewhat appreciate him giving us this cover. I'm just gonna throw that out there. In all honesty. Yes. Say it again. I some. Okay. I somewhat can appreciate the cover that he just tried to give me. Mm. Don't take any cover from Corey Hope. <laughs> Say that there's more 
people being faithful in their in their relationships than not. So I left that's I'm gonna leave it at that. More, you think there's more people? You think there's? You say you think there's more people being faithful, not being faithful than there are people that are being faithful. I think there's more people who have cheated at one point in time in a relationship than people who have never cheated in a relationship. In a relationship at all, or in the one that they're currently yeah, in? Yeah, in any in any relationship. Okay, I mean that's because the quote okay. was. Yeah, I, I just I just think I don't think that more people are faithful than not. She was the go here. In today's society. Yeah, I just don't if you say cheat period then okay, maybe. But just yeah. I don't right. I don't know. I don't know to say that they're cheap. That's a depressing state of affairs. I don't know if that's my optimism trying not to believe that or if I I really have more hope for relationships than that. Because I think I, I, I think social media might have us out here thinking that relationships are in a much worse state than they truly are um, because we highlight the stuff that irks us or we don't get or it doesn't always go right and we tend to scroll past the happy. Um, so I'm just trying to think about the people I know and the relationships I know and I know that there have been but I don't know if I can say that more people are cheating than are faithful. I don't know. I won't necessarily disagree right out, but I don't know if I can agree with that right out either. I, I'd, I'd have to think on that a little bit more. Go ahead, Wynn. What you think? Yeah, yeah. You caught me on the spot. To me, just kind of, I mean, it changed a little bit from the way I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the current one that you're in. So if you're in a current relationship, then Mm -hmm. that one. Now, I would disagree with Corey on that one. But if we're talking about, if if the question is then, can, can we expect that a person would go through their entire relationship experience it's the same to expect that a person who would go through their entire relationship because would never ever cheat. Now, I I would I would say that if that's what we're talking about, yeah, then I'm, I would agree okay. with Corey. I I would agree with Corey. Okay, Just because, but even if you're talking about, me, go ahead. Even if you're talking about cheating, though, even if you're talking about cheating, I think that people who are in a long-term relationship, and, and it was another comment. Um, as a matter of fact, I'll just read the comment and then go from there. Uh, it says, I don't know, maybe it is a little insane. I began my career working with a bunch of older dudes, all married, non-faithful. Men and women just think differently when it comes to sex, period. Because, you know, I find it hard to believe that people that have been in a 20, 30, 40-year relationship Honestly, say that they have never been on Facebook ever. I, I just, I, I just don't believe. I just don't believe. I didn't get long term from his comment, I, and it could be because I heard it from a Corey Holcomb, you know, Corey Holcomb voice, and got his energy <laughs> when I read it. Uh, you know, I mean, you got to think about the sender. You know, you got to think about who who's giving the mm-hmm. message, and that does that does weigh mm-hmm. in. I'm thinking. 
he's saying that women should not be, women are insane for thinking that their men should be faithful to them, meaning he's going to go out and sleep with a bunch of chicks, and you should just be okay with that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't get 20-year long-term relationship. We've grown through some stuff, and here we are. So if you're going to put it in that perspective, then possibly. Yes, I could see that maybe a couple have gone through some things and there could have been some infidelity along the way. I could, I won't be so naive to think that that is not a factor. I, I agree with that because I've actually probably said that a couple of times depending upon what we were talking about. But I didn't get that spirit in this particular quote. I'm thinking relationships, period. With the quote, I'm thinking, yeah, he's, probably, he's trying to be funny because I've been to – you know, I've watched his comedy and I've been to his live comedy show, and that's his. You know, that's his niche. He always talks mm-hmm. about cheating and men cheating and things you do and side. You know, he his his uh, items say side chick stuff and you know all that kind of stuff. So I get his his comedy um, and and probably his jest and, and him saying that. But what I think yeah. about any relationship, I'm thinking about a two week relationship, a twenty year two. Like, really, is it really that? Do we really think a hundred percent of relationships people are being faithful? I don't care how long it is. I'm just saying over the wide span of any type of relationship where you're saying two people are committed to each other and they know the two people that know they go together or know they're married to each other. Two people that know they go together. Do you really think that a hundred percent of those men or even I like I said, I give it maybe twenty percent of men in relationships are being faithful to that relationship. I give it a good twenty percent, maybe twenty five. Mm. <laughs> I just think there's some you know, I think there's some truth to it. I just think there's some truth to that. I don't know. I don't think we'll ever know that I, I'm gonna be honest, I don't think we can we know that because <sighs> That's a tough one, Kel. Just because, just because, because you know, folks, because folks lie, like, dude. Either way, you know. So I mean, so we really don't like they lie, say they did stuff, and you know, and they say they didn't do stuff. So I don't know. I would say I think that if you're talking about if if you're saying based upon your last your last your last um, scenario that yeah, again, I think that. It's it might be insane to expect someone who has been in a relationship for forty years to have never done it. Mm-hmm. I think it's not insane to expect that someone who's been in a long term forty year relationship to have done it mm-hmm. multiple times. So to have like a be a habitual cheater, like I think it was last week we talked about. This. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that 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 that's you know that that's the norm, but I do think that I mean it might happen one time. Yeah. Okay, but the listen, the quote says, <laughs> I think it's insane I mean, I'm, 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 for a woman to think that her man is only going to sleep with her. It don't say long term. It don't say marry. It says I, it's insane for a woman to think that her man is going to sleep with her. And we know we hear it all the time. Men don't be men. Men need to sell their royal oats. Blah, blah, blah. We've heard this all the time. It's not like, you know, he's just 
talking at the seat of his pants. Like, we know there's always truth to comedy. That's what makes it so funny. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he's tall. I, I'm not saying women need to stand for it, but if you think you're going to be in a relationship and you don't have any kind of infidelity problem, I don't know. I I I haven't even been in a in a in a dating situation and not had questions about you know if a person can be faithful. I I just think shoot. I don't know. I just think that it's it's funny, but it's it's some truth to it. Not saying everybody should be skeptical. Hey, if you find that yeah. one and he's and he's uh and he's faithful, hey shoot. The power tool. I, I applied it. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's some unicorns out there. Okay, okay so we we'll have yeah. a comment. Um, we got a comment from the fellas. Um, Will says, I would, I would say at least a third of relationships are physically faithful. Maybe even 40% are physically faithful. And he agreed with what Wynn said um, above. I'm scrolling back up. For some reason, my computer is no longer giving me my comment, so I'm scrolling. <laughs> Um, but Will initially said that Corey sounded like he was preparing his wife for what she should expect, and that's kind of what you. I got. It was like setting I'm her up, setting you. Yeah. her, you know, setting them up, saying you just expect me to be doing what I do, and you just going to deal with that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, every relationship has its variables for sure. I just would yeah. really hope we're not building infidelity into those as the variables. <laughs> I agree with Kel saying, you know, don't take that. You don't have to take it just because. Yeah, you but take that it. makes that, for me, that makes that quote untrue, though, because if, if we were to believe that, if we were to say, yes, we are insane for thinking that he's only going to date us, then that means we should be fine with them doing that. You know what I'm saying? So to me, no, I'm not insane exactly. for exactly. that you should yeah, okay, date me. You know, <laughs> it doesn't make me insane. That just means you are doing what you're going to do regardless, and I'm going to choose to remove myself from that. That's that. You know, that's like putting off. I guess I'm getting the generalization from what he's saying that all men are going to cheat. So you should expect that. So what does that say for the women love dating the men? Am I insane? No, I'm not. No, or you know, what I'm, does that make sense? That you, that you I, be, it makes me think to be on your P's and Q's. Like, don't don't be going in nothing blind. Like, yeah, I know my man ain't going to do that to me. And I, if the size is out there, then investigate. I, that's how I take it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to be realistic. I'm laughing because, because I think the problem is um, is that if you go into the relationship with the assumption that he's going to cheat, that you're going to mm-hmm. go into the relationship investigating, which then is going to mean a um, – which is then going to lead to, you know, a whole bunch of mistrust and questions and, you know, like you just set yourself up for a relationship that's going to fail because you walk in the door expecting – Expecting your partner to cheat on you. <laughs> That's crazy to me. I mean, I, mean, I, get, like I get don't be blind. I get don't be, be blind. You have to be realistic. You just have to be realistic about it. I I mean, I know, yeah. like I said, I think he was really telling a joke. I don't think Corey is out there trying to say, hey, women, shut up. Your man is going to cheat. 
But I think he's really just trying to be funny and, you know, having that shock value. But it's still, mm-hmm. to me, it's a realistic conversation. Because, yeah, I, I, I think there's men, I think there's older men and there's men that's in relationships now that are, yeah, they're faithful to their wife because she probably laid it down like, hey, I'm not supposed to take it. You you cheat, you're gone. You know, she had to threaten them. But I, I just, and like I said, I think I it's a few. Think, think it's some men like, out there a, that does it. But I just don't think every man is out there. Being faithful, I just uh-uh. so as a, look as a, as I as a, as a recovering what did I call myself last week uh, as a recovering thought um, <laughs> uh, who's been del- <laughs> who has been delivered. Um, I think <laughs> I, I think you also have to. I don't think it's just that. I think that it comes a point. I, I said again that for a man, first of all, I think it comes a point in your life where you have to determine the type of man you want to be. And if you want to be a person of integrity, okay. if you know, especially in that area that you say are the things that I just cannot do. And so you decide that. Um, so I don't think it's just, I, I, I personally, I don't believe she, she can put it on you good enough that you can be threatened enough that it really just, I think it really ultimately falls back towards whether or not you want to be that type of man. Do you want to be the type of man mm-hmm. who says that I, if I am in a relationship, I'm going to be faithful? Period. I can. I can. Yeah, I, I can definitely. Yeah, see that. But it is up to the man that he wants to be. I just think. I just think it's, it's more truth than the, to the comment than it's not. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't be. Don't just be assuming that. You know. Dummy, you gotta know what he's supposed to do. Just say, take heed to the signs. That's how I take it. I don't take it as as uh, super negative. I take it as, you know, okay. He can't if he want to be like that, but I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna be uh, blinded uh, by my love, and I'm not gonna see if he is out there doing something. That's mm-hmm. how I take it. Because you gonna be. Cause I, I, I would certainly hope. Because I used to. Kels, are you are you searching through cell phones like that? Text messages. Cell phones no more. I I learned my lesson with that. I just say <clears> hey, if it, you know how I live by if it's if it's gonna come to my lap, it's it's gonna come. Okay. Anything I, that I, I, I ever wanted sure. or ever, ever thought about it, it's God and the universe always sees fit for it to come lay nicely on my lap. I ain't got to run. I ain't got to search. I don't have to do nothing extra. It's going to come right on to my face. I just have to just tell myself, am I really going to be ready for it? Because a lot of times we'll just ignore it. Mm-hmm. So I just key to my warnings. And then I decide, am I going to ignore You know if you ignore something or not. You know if you're ignoring the red sign or the red flag. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I and I, I agree with you there. I don't. I definitely don't think that if you see red flags that you should. I don't. You definitely don't ignore them. I think mm-hmm. that's a, you're so, you're setting yourself up for a lot of trouble and heart heartache and unnecessary everything to just ignore. So no, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But don't be out here snooping. Don't be putting apps on people's phones. 
Don't be calling, you know, listening through call logs. Don't be searching. Listen, don't be searching through posts to see if the same person uh, loves his two million, if his status is. I know, I know these tricks, ladies. I know these tricks. Don't be doing. Don't be checking his DMs too much. Too much. Y'all doing too much. But I'm saying, if she do check it, if you're not doing nothing, if you pay for it, hey, what does it matter? It matters because. Truthfully, it matters because sometimes y'all, you know, sometimes, I'm going to say y'all, I'm not going to be general. Some people <laughs> like to make the fuck. I get in trouble when I do that. Y'all, you know, you, y'all assume things that are not there. That are, oh, she said uh, hello mm. and put a capital H. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> like, y'all, mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all make the yeah, I, I I I understand where you're going with that. I, I I smell what you're stepping in with that one too. But you know, but you know, you have those men out there that'll be like, "Oh, you can trust me. I ain't like them," and then give you all the access, and then you find out that they out there doing the most. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. But y'all, that's our that's our time. Uh, it's very interesting topic. I. I I think we all would say fifty fifty on that realizing this uh you know his <laughs> men are gonna cheat. Uh, we don't wanna put it out there that all men are cheating. But I do think that, you know, even though it's comical that it, it brought up a good conversation because hey, mm-hmm. you have to be realistic about what you're looking for and what's going on in your own little relationship. Uh, so I don't have to deal with that right now, so I ain't really tripping. But uh, <laughs> let's go on to the next uh, song. We have "Nowhere" by Prince Suave, and that's featuring Shasha Jones. I think I said it right. Yep. Mm-hmm. You guys. Yeah. Old city was up. Uh-huh. Rock with me. Rock with me. Rock with me. Hey. Rock with me. Ladies, you 
wanna believe you, I guess In a crazy way, I don't wanna lead to How it works out in my past, I probably need to But I'm going down the same path to see what it leads to I predict drama ahead, but show me different Shawty say it always be love, cause you kiss it As long as I ain't cutting no other fish A shit cut a player off with the quickness And normally I chunk the deuces up They're tough, but they're they're necessary. 
Um, on mm-hmm. my page today, I'll share some comments later on, but I'll just share my process with my kids. I've got a sixteen, year, a fifteen year old. Woo, growing him up. To, my baby is fifteen. Uh, my seventeen. I've got a twelve year old daughter and a nine year old daughter. So um, we've all addressed the conversation at different levels, but I'm having the most active conversation with my son. Um, that conversation in my style is very open. Honest. Um, I don't pull very many punches, and I feel he's at the age where I don't have to censor a whole lot. At, at 15, almost 16, they're hearing stuff that probably make me blush. So me holding my tongue is going to do him a disservice at this point. Um, so my style is open, and I'm going to tell you the real, and I'm going to – that's the child I rock. So, uh, but I recognize that other parents uh, Kel, I know you're a, a, a very active auntie, and when you have uh, amazing Trey under your wing coming up, but I know that you also have interactions with teenagers, so I think we can have a really good conversation about this. Um, I'm going to go with you first. Um, since you've got Trey and you've got a son like I do, I think it would be good to see how you think about this conversation and how you approach it with Trey. Well, I don't know. I have at this stage of Trey, it's very, I mean, he's six, so mm-hmm. it's very, you know, don't touch people, you know, make sure, you know, it's kind of very basic about how we, you know, how we touch people, don't how t- people are supposed to touch you, um, you know, like he does certain, you know, making sure that at this age he's, you know, appropriate, you know, he's still in that age mm-hmm. where, you know, his friends, they cuss each other, they hug each other like it's no big deal, and I'm like, you know, making sure his hands in the right spot, and he, you know, yeah. he's not, yeah. doing, you know, he's not doing. It. So I'm, I'm, I'm it's, we're still at that phase now, um, at six. But uh, I've had to have this conversation with my goddaughter. Um, mm. She was, yeah, that was that was probably the most uncomfortable conversation I've ever had in my life. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, because it was, it was your baby, and it was like the little girl that you've seen grow up, and that made it difficult, or was it just a conversation in general that was difficult? Um, it was difficult for me because, yeah, first of all, because you know, I've known her her entire life, and mm-hmm. and you know, and we've always had a really, you know, we've always had a really good relationship, a very open relationship where, and I've always told her from day one. Anything you have to say, I don't care what it is, I want you to talk to me about it. And our rules are um, anything you say to me, I'm not going to tell your parents unless it's something that I feel is going to harm you. If it's going to harm you and and they need to know, I'm going to tell them. But outside of that, I'm not going to betray your trust. And so, you know, so we've had all of the plethora of uncomfortable conversations, but when we had this one, you know, I had to ask questions like deliberate questions. What are your thoughts yeah. on sex? What are your thoughts on oral sex? Where are you with this? And how come? You know, yeah. like I had to have all, and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> you know, and she shared she shared some things with me like, you know, hey, this is what the kids in my high school. She's a high school at the time. This is what they're doing. We're we're talking about. Oral sex. Some of the girls are in the bathroom doing this to each other, and I'm like, "What? In, oh, wait! Oh mm-hmm. my God! Yeah, they know. They doing it. <laughs> they know. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, wait. I'm like, y'all doing? They doing what? Like, yeah, I, you know, this girl did this, and 
I couldn't. I'm like, oh, my God. I almost turned into my mother and started speaking in tongues. And I was like, oh. Don't speak in tongues. We hear about your nephews and, you know, all, and, and how you love on your nieces and nephews often. So I know you're the cool auntie that everybody comes to with their stuff. How have you approached this with your baby? Um, well, you know, honestly enough, most of them, they have been high school, probably grown before we had any real discussions. Um, I don't remember having any birds and the bees conversations with my parents at all. Like, neither, none. Wow. No, not one. Not a one question. I might have heard my mom say Hear my mom say something really weird once. <laughs> Just in conversation, I think she was talking to. Um, but that's the extent of it. I had older siblings that I spent a lot of time with, and they probably gave me most of my information. I was just mm. really scared. So, what I tried to do as the cool aunt and closer to their ages is make let them know that it wasn't anything to be afraid of, but it wasn't anything to be. You know, it it shouldn't have been rushed. Like, don't mm-hmm. rush to be, don't rush to have sex. Don't, you know, you have all these feelings. Um, it's okay to, you know, talk about them and try to explore them with talking to an adult or, you know, even your friends to some extent. But don't rush into trying mm-hmm. to try something that you're not ready yeah. for. Because once you, you know, it's not going to be, you know, you, you can't take it back. Now. After working in a college setting for so long and working at a Christian institution, I've had more conversations about young women thinking that they are sex addicts because they have sexual feelings. And Mm. so I think I've had more conversations to kind of deter that myth, Mm -hmm. um, that they're not, you know, it's not a demon to have a sexual feeling and that kind of thing. Um, so that made made it a little bit more comfortable to me, at, at, you know, as I grew up. But oh, I definitely feel how you guys can be uncomfortable because just thinking about talking about my parents and me being in, in an adolescent age. Oh no, it, we were yeah. not talking about it. I was scared, and that's why I stayed a yeah. virgin until I was eighteen. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a, it, look, a live comment. Go ahead. I have some live comments. So you get finished. Yeah. Go ahead, Okay. Let's see. Uh, Shayla says that she was upfront about the birds and the bees with her girls. Um, her son lives with his dad, and she's hoping that he'll be forthcoming with informing him about it. Um, actually, my sister says that she was straightforward with her children. She says, I try to prepare them for real life. Once you are out there in this mean world, you, you have to be educated. Um, Alyssa says she learned from kids at school. Uh, and then I thought this comment was kind of funny. <laughs> Shayla says, I think it's difficult for parents because as parents, we are still having sex and we don't want to think about our kids having sex. Very good point. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. true, Shayla. Yeah. That's true because I'm forty. Very I'm almost forty years old, and 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 talking to my mother about it, I'm like, I don't want to think about you having. <laughs> I don't think about it. You're like, no, uh, mama, I'm, I'm, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like after after me, my mother, my after my sister, my my mother never had sex again in her life. Yeah. 
You want to be wearing them for the next 18 years? I was like, no. If you go out there and get a girl pregnant, that's exactly what's going to be happening. You're going to be wearing the same shoes for 18 years. And I'm going to take care of my, grand, my grandchild, but I'm not going to take care of you. I'm like, yeah. so, keep your, and he just, so keep your thing in your pants. And that was the conversation. Mm. I was like, what? Huh? That was our initial. Now, after that, we had multiple conversations. After, but that was our initial conversation about sex. So maybe that's why I'm so financially conscious. Thank you. Appreciate mm. mm. <laughs> it. That was his first, that was our first conversation about it. Yeah. I was scared to see my siblings are older than me, and my, my older sister is out here right now. So, yeah, a baby came when I was, what, five? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was scared. I was definitely afraid. I thought if you did it, you was going to get pregnant. So, yeah, that kept me pure for a long time. And mm-hmm. I want no baby in middle school. Yeah. All right, so I want to share a couple of comments from my live today. Uh, not my live, from my post that I made. I asked, you know, how do you keep the convo open and relevant regarding sex with your teenagers. Um, Jesse says, by just talking, you can parent without being threatening and disapproving. Let your child know how you would prefer they wait, but make it plain that safety is your primary concern. Don't judge and laugh as much as possible. Totally agree with the laugh as much as possible. Um, Yep. Uh, My friend Tamika says, watch their moods and be willing to talk about your own experiences to invite them to be open. That's something I think a lot of parents act like they can't do or low-key refuse to do, like share what they've been through um, to help their kids feel comfortable. The best way you can connect with a teenager is to show them that you were once like them and to not lie. Kids are woke. Teenagers are aware as hell of when an adult is trying to snow them with some your little kid talk. So when you finally get into Sexual conversations, the last thing you need to do is tiptoe around it and eggshell it. Because they probably, like when we come to kids and say, I already know this, they have a, a somewhat an idea of what you should be addressing when you bring up whatever subject it is. So if you tap dance around it and give them, you know, the Sesame Street version, they're no longer going to come to you for factual information, because they don't want to be the ones not knowing because their parents still have them at the kid table. Regardless if that's what they should be or not, they're going to go seek something that more, that better aligns with what they've been told. So if you let them know, yeah, I did that, I tried that, and this is what happened, but, you know, it lets them know, one, you can get past it, and you can still be great, but, yes, if you're thinking this, you want to do this, and that's okay, but this is what will happen or has a very high likelihood of happening. They can respect that ten times more than you like rattling off statistics and Bible verses and no shade to Bible verses, but kids are not hearing that when they want to hear about sex. Like, that's not what they want to hear. They're expecting that. That's not what they want to hear. Well, I, I have a question, uh, Q, since yeah. you have a son that's of age. Are they still, are they still teaching sex ed in like middle school, are they still doing that? Yes, they are. Amaya <laughs> had her class last year. 
is listen, when you do this, you're giving, you are giving a part of yourself to this young lady. Yeah. And it's not something yeah. that you should enter into lightly. You shouldn't just enter into this because you think it's time or because you have, a, you know, you have any feelings or you get an erection. Like, you need to understand that there is a, you, there is a responsibility that comes to this. You have a responsibility mm-hmm. to this young lady to protect her. She's your sister. She's your, you know, she's your friend. So when you do this, understand that you have a responsibility to her, but you also have a value and a work to yourself that you just don't want to be out here, you know, what you said, what, what how Lima Mama say, putting your, putting your, your hard <laughs> your thing into a hot, whatever, what, right, right. You don't want to just be out there. Yeah, there's a value yeah. to, to you. Right. So. Yeah. Very true. Very true. I remember, I'm going to close with this one because I think this will be a good chuckle. Um, I remember my mom is also a believer in starting very, very young. Um, we were coming out of a homeland, and there was a lady that was when the AIDS conversation was huge, and everybody was talking about it, and they had the people outside of the grocery stores passing out information about sexual awareness and protecting yourself. So we come out of the store, and my brother is all of maybe three, maybe four, Uh maybe four. Uh And walking out of the store, and he's looking all innocent and cute, and the lady walks up to my mom and asks, do you mind if I ask them, you know, what they know about AIDS? And my mom looks because she knows we know, and she says, sure, go ahead. And she looks down at my brother, and she says, young man, you know, has your mom, what has your mom told you about sex? What do you know about it? And he says, don't be silly. Put a rubber on your willy.
All right. That was In Your Presence by Montre Johnson. Wynn had to go on and get us delivered so we could end this day <laughs> on the right side right. of things. You know, he, he got to come off spirit. He got to keep us right for the one time. <laughs> uh, go ahead and tie that bow on up for us. He's got Cicely right behind him with Passion Talk. Uh, this evening we are discussing, which is perfect after this last topic, train up a child, the power of parenting. Like, I think we low-key got a little seminar popping on this evening when it comes to parenting. I like this. I like this. So we are going to, uh, without further ado, go ahead and dot the I's and cross the T's for these good conversations that we've been having today and introduce to you Miss Cicely, our fire starter. How you doing, sugar? Hey, Blaine. How we doing, <laughs> my cute? How I'm are good. we, squad? How's everybody in the building? Hey, Kel. Hey, Winifred. How we doing? What up out there, Scoop Nation? Good. This is your girl, Cicely Victoria, owner and founder of Passion International. My business is to help train and equip people to find their voice of identity so they can stop people pleasing and be empowered, encourage confidence, and communication. I'm a certified professional coach. I am a counselor as well, and I am the queen of empowerment, and I set people's lives on fire for a living. And that's why they call me the Firestarter. Welcome to Passion Talks, where we give you practical tools for everyday living so you can press into your personal power. I pray everyone is great on this Tuesday. I unfortunately didn't get a chance to hear that powerful um, session on talking to your kids about sex. I'm sure it was fire. Uh, I will definitely have to, you know, go back and chime in on the notes with that. But hopefully, again, um, your girl can just come and add to the pot of this. And I just thought that it would be apropos for me to do a few um, pointers about training up a child, the power of parenting. So um, needless to say, well, first let me start off with this. I was like, uh, I'm trying to see how I would approach this angle because not being a parent yet myself, I have to take it from the angle of my experience um, of having a parent, okay? And and the things that I thought about as I grew into adulthood, how my mother's um, specifically parenting skills because God bless him, just daddy wasn't there. But, um, you know, my mother's uh, parenting skills specifically, how they influenced me um, maybe in a not-so-favorable type of way. But unbeknownst to her, I need you to understand the caveat of this, okay, because I believe that every parent who's on the line um, and is listening um, can be able to benefit greatly from it because these are some of the unheard or um, unspoken things that your children might be thinking or feeling but never voicing to you, mm. especially when okay. they get of age, okay? So especially when they get of age. So I want you to pay attention so that we will not have to be guilty um, as unknown parents, right, not the gang you come from Chicago, unknown. But anyway, um, <laughs> unknown parents, okay, um, just not 
being aware of how you are influencing your child um, of any age, right, because parents still have uh, influence on their adult children as well, contrary to popular opinion, okay? Once a parent, always a parent, no matter the age of the child, you for certain still have a very significant role in their lives. So it is a very privileged, privileged place um, to hold. I look forward to it greatly. But let me tell you why I'm grateful um, that I was able to receive the lessons that I was able to receive um, in not uh, having been a parent but having worked with many hundreds of, of children of all ages and, again, in my experience myself, and just being aware and watching and asking questions and just listening. And and that's just a lesson within itself, okay, the power of just doing that, being observant, being aware, and listening mm-hmm. to your children could change the whole game up for maybe the relationship that, you know, you may or may not have with them. So. This is not just a parent with a teenager or a young adult or things of it or a tweener. It's not just those. These are for those with the itty bitties as well. Because listen, the children, as you know, um, and psychology, you know, and science um, demonstrates to us at about two to three years of age, they are already coming into the personality of themselves. Okay, and they are already beginning to discover like who they are. And, and and asserting themselves therein, right? <laughs> Ergo, we have the terrible twos, okay? You all uh, parents out there that have had younger children, you know what I'm talking about. So, you know, with that being said, that is how young you need to begin to be intentional about addressing the foreseeable future um, and the navigation or the stewardship of your parenting with that child. So I want to give just a few um, things that – came to my mind that I wish could have been stewarded more or rightly with um, my relationship with my mother um, growing up. I still came out well, right? Your girl's still here. Bless God, we know each other. It's all right. I'm living. I'm in the land of the living, right? <laughs> but some things took a while longer for me to come into because of, of the lack thereof in the stewardship department in the household, okay? And I'm sure that might have come up in the sex talk as well. One of them being, I want you to um, get this. Remember that from you, your child grew, but that doesn't make your child you, okay? I'm going to say that again. Remember that from you, your child grew, but that doesn't make your child you. Now, this is really tricky because, okay, there are so many things and nuances and idiosyncrasies, right, that um, you'll see in your children as they grow and develop and come into their personality, come into their own, like, oh, my God, you know what I'm saying? That used to be me right at that age. And, oh, my God, like, they laugh like me, they talk like me, they look like me. And that kind of makes you feel great, right? As a parent, you get a little stroke of the ego, get a little pat on your back, right? And that's all fine and well. Okay, and you may have that, and have it is great. But what happens when you don't have that? Okay, what happens when you have a child that has a distinct and unique personality of their own that is not very much maybe like yours at all? Okay, they have a unique personality and temperament. Okay, yes, children have temperaments too, <laughs> not just tempers, they have a temperament. <laughs> okay, and so. You need to be able to be mature enough as a parent 
to steward and navigate the unique personality and temperament of each child, okay? Caveat on each child, because if you have more than one child, of course, as we know, you should not be um, treating all of those children the same, right, necessarily, because, again, they're distinct and unique and, and not to be you know, treated as one fits all, one size fits all. So please don't aim to create mini-me's, okay, no matter how tempting that may be, unless, listen, that forms naturally, okay, and it's just because, you know, the admiration of your child and things of that nature, and they just look up to you, and even then, and even then, I want you to be mature enough as a parent to be mindful of that and also to promote the unique identity and individuality of that child outside of you. Now, that's loaded for you to take in, okay? So just put that in your back pocket, okay, and we're going to keep on moving. All right, so let it form naturally. It's fine, but don't be afraid if your child disagrees. This is where the, um, you know, the challenges come in. When they disagree with your way of doing or seeing things or challenging you on your own ideologies. Now, this is what we don't like a lot <laughs> because we didn't expect that. Like, you know, they challenge me. When we ask me questions, let me ask you questions, okay? But listen, <laughs> a child has their own mind, okay? And a child having their own mind, hear me, parents, is not usurping your authority. It's just them expressing their individuality which you should be promotive of, okay, and which I'm going to talk about why that's so important a little bit later. Make no mistake that children of any age are brilliant. Everybody say brilliant. <laughs> and they're becoming more and more intelligent at younger ages as generations go on. So you as a parent, hear me, have to be secure enough of yourself to know what to do with that type of brilliance, right, with that type of genius. What if you literally have a child genius? I mean, according to an IQ. I mean, they are genius prone, okay? You you need to know, right, and you only, you, you didn't come out of, uh, I don't know, you didn't even graduate from eighth grade. Like, what do you do, right, with that, okay? You don't become jealous of it, as even some parents have known to do, when their children outgrow them, so to speak, at a younger age, okay? That's just a parent that hasn't become whole yet. All right? Age doesn't make you whole, right? So remember that. But you need to know how to navigate and promote that brilliance and genius in them. That's one of the hardest things for me to see as a parent, but it does happen, and it does real. Um, it is real. Some parents are jealous of their children. Number two, be mindful to not pass your own, your own, sorry, or family fears, traditions, habits, superstitions, et cetera, down to your children before allowing them to determine their own. Listen, you don't know and understand the impact of your authority at formative ages. So what mama and daddy say is going to be Bible to them. That's going to be everything. It's going to be gold. So you need to be mindful of the seeds that you're planting. I remember at 12 years old when my mother told me, quote, unquote, don't trust anyone, especially a man. Okay? Say seed planted. So, going on, growing up wasn't even a teenager yet, that seed, because it came from a very strong authority figure of mine, whom I loved, who was my beloved, whom I trusted, who I figured she knows what she's talking about, I'm taking that into my future 
And then not until I got a divine intervention had to, after so many years, unravel that seed of an untruth, basically, right, of a thing that formed my relationship for so many years, and I had to work myself out of that because of the power of a parent and their evil uh, words spoken. Unbeknownst to her, right, she was thought that she was protecting me. These are some oldies but goodies, right? Uh, hmm. Y'all heard this? Don't leave your purse on the floor. You know, your money going to be low. What? Listen, you break a yeah. mirror, you know, you get seven years bad luck. I mean, listen to this. You step on a crack, you break your mama's back. I mean, all of these dysfunctional precision that's killing off people in your family. Don't be passing down this willy-nilly foolishness to our children, okay? And don't encourage them to be picking up, you know, anything of their peers either that don't belong in their future or in their present, right? Number three, I want you, this is a really important one, you guys, be an authoritative parent. I want you to um, shorthand these notes real quick. The difference between an authoritative, authoritarian, and a permissive parent. These are three different types of parenting styles, okay? Authoritative is what you want to aim to be. A child-centered, very intimate relationship, has high expectations, but still firm in discipline. If I may say so myself, in um, the times when I've, I've uh, been aware of when interacting with his son, I would categorize him as authoritative parent based on what I've known his engagement with his son. Beautiful. Just, you're doing good, we didn't keep it up. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Hats off to you, okay? But you, now, I was subject to an authoritarian style. An authoritarian style is thinking, um, think boot camp, okay? Think like a, a parent <laughs> that is too strict. Okay, they're just strict all around the board, not really, you know, too much on the relational side, just like strict and like their, you know, word is law and what they say go and all of that. Okay, that don't work. All right, that that's not going to promote the health in the relationship that you want with your child, nor do you want to be too permissive. Okay, so the permissive parent is the one that just want to kick it with their kids, right, and be their kids' friends, mm-hmm. right, and dress like their kids, and y'all be twinning, and that's my BSF and stuff. No, okay, it is not that either, all right? I need yeah. you to, number four, train your child how to think. This is the, probably the most important one, you guys. Please tune into this. Train your child how to think and speak for themselves, not simply obey. Parents, please hear me. Train your child at a young age and growing up how to think and how to speak for themselves, not to simply obey. Because if you teach a child to simply obey, obedience without healthy reasoning is conditioning for people pleasing. Someone please tweet that. Obedience without healthy reasoning is conditioning for people pleasing. You have a responsibility to navigate and steward their future. 
So that is leadership training. When you um, are teaching your child to think and speak for themselves, have the hard conversations as you all were discussing earlier about sex, about same-sex relationships, about money, about business, about whatever it is that that child is exploring and going to come in contact with in their life. Um, that is your responsibility as a parent. And finally, allow your children opportunity to earn your trust, please. Allow your children opportunity to earn your trust. This is so, so very important, especially coming from the dynamic of an only, because those parents that have only children, especially if they're a single parent with only children, they're going to be tempted to um, smother those kids and um, protect them and, like, you know, hover around them like a mother hen, only due to their only fears that nothing can happen to my child. So what's going to end up happening if you don't learn how to progressively loosen your reins? That child, in many ways, uh, a few things may happen. They're going to grow up to resent you. They're going to grow up to resent you and your parenting. They're going to try to get as far away from you as they can. Or once they get um, enough awareness and know-how, like as a teenager, they're going to do their dirt, but they're going to do it in secret, which can become very dangerous because they don't know how to properly steward you you didn't you didn't engage an intimate relationship where they could trust you with this hard information so when they can't trust you with hard information they go to their peers and how many parents want their peers parenting their children none at all so please you have to loosen your reins parents allow your children to grow you know flutter their wings and fly because they will be out of your nest one day. This is your passion talk, you guys, for today. Any questions, comments, or concerns, real quick? No, that's a good no, word, man. Go ahead and send me them notes because I can. Because there's some couple <laughs> in there I, I know I didn't get, so just send me the notes. Yeah, no <laughs> what? Okay, wonderful. Thank you all so much, Scoop Nation. I pray that that um, helps you. And What's please, like, good. take one of those one of those notes and implement them. I'm sure you can locate yourself yeah. somewhere in there, right? And even if you yeah. are a parent uh, of the future and expecting to be a parent in the future, you can even begin to prepare yourself in this now. Thank you so much, everyone. This is your girl, Cicely Victoria. You've been a part of Passion Talk where we give you practical tools for everyday living so you can press into your personal power. Until next time, I want you to stay in purpose. I want you to stay in power. I want you to stay in passion. I want you to stay on I love you, and we'll talk real soon. Peace. Good job. Very good. That was good. That fit real good with with the um, previous conversation, too. That was good. Yeah. That was good. Careful. All right, we got five minutes. Uh, Kels, or who's up? Somebody. Kel, yeah. Kels, you up. Yeah. You on mute still? I am on mute. Uh huh. I had a good time tonight. My live was amazing. You guys rock. Thank you for the engagement. And be productive. This is the week to be productive. Yeah. Anything going on coming up with Kirby Kitten? Uh. No, not right now. Just check out the website. Got a couple of new teas. 
We'll be having some new things for the fall here in the next few weeks or so. So check out the website. Okay. All right. So again, thanks for thank you to everyone who hung out on my first live today, and those that came back to my second. I had technical difficulties and iPad kicked me out, so I had to start over. But I appreciate you guys for hanging out, for joining in the conversation. I want to invite everyone here in Oklahoma City and the surrounding areas to go to btmrclothing.com. That's back to my com and pick up your um, tickets for this Sunday's Boots and Colors Fashion Show. Your girl will be ripping the runway. I'm super excited. Um, this is going to be at Ice Event Center and Grill from 6 to, set, uh, from 6 to 8 p.m., um, September 16th, that's this Sunday, so be sure and go and get your tickets. Um, Elegance by Design products will also be in the VIP swag bags. I've got a little trial dropping off, so um, be sure and come out and support a super, super awesome business. See you Sunday. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. So good job, everybody, tonight. KLQ, awesome job. Um, Cicely, awesome job. Um, yeah, all of our live listeners, we all were on point tonight. Appreciate you, Scoop Nation, as always. We appreciate your support. Um, so, so thank you very much. Um, tomorrow, the word on Wednesday returns. Pastor Brown continues in his um, series on the emancipation. So tune in tomorrow at 7 o'clock for 30 minutes. Um, it's 30-minute Bible study here on um, this station. Also, next week, y'all, we got a big surprise, a huge surprise, yeah, yeah. huge surprise announcement <laughs> next Tuesday. A huge mm-hmm. surprise announcement next Tuesday. So y'all want to be here yeah. for that. Actually, I'm going to announce it at 1 o'clock next Tuesday, and then I'll do it again on the radio show. So be here tomorrow. Next Tuesday, we're going to talk about it. Huge surprise. All right. I said that enough. Um, Nouveau Exposure. If you have not um, gone to the website and checked out the new articles, please do. It's uh, org. We got some phenomenal, phenomenal articles uh, by our contributors, uh, Kels being one of them, that you definitely want to check out. So, again, it's www.nouveauexposure.org. Check that out. Last but not least, um, we're still accepting new music, um, so you can send your radio edited um, version of your song, and we're looking for all genres. Send it to globaldriveradio at gmail.com, and we will get it played on the show. Again, that's globaldriveradio at gmail.com. I think um, that if we really thought about tonight with everything we talked about, if I had to wrap it up into one uh, phrase or thought, it would be that, listen, as parents, as adults, that we need to put ourselves in position uh, to be honest, to be open, uh, to have the hard conversations when necessary, not only with our children uh, about sexual relations and sexual relationships, but also with each other. Uh, one thought that I had today was I think that a lot of times we miss each other um, in the, the in the translation that we can be a lot of times we could be saying something and because we don't take the time enough to have conversations uh, with each other we just assume or we just jump to conclusions or 
um, as I heard somebody say today, we just um, speak from our place, individual place of hurt, that we have constructed things that might not be there or that and miss out on what could be because we don't take the time to learn and love each other. So just my thoughts, what I think. Uh, but I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. The Kel said, be productive. Please support all of our businesses. Um, and, yeah, and let's have a good rest of your week. Love y'all. Have a good week. We'll be back next week with another great show and a great Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void or prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 